A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to a Super Bloom podcast. It's me, Candace King, and holy moly guacamole, I am so pumped for today's guest, and I would read you her entire bio. However, I'm not really in a position to be able to do that because <laughs> she's an actress. I'm an actress. We would talk about all these actress things. She worked on something I watched on the television when I was um, in my formative years, I feel like I worked on something that has appeared on a television that other people could have potentially participated in with their eyeballs and watched for a certain amount of years. And yet we can't talk about any of it. We can't because we are on strike. We are on strike. So we are unable to speak to any of those things that might have been in the box that hangs on your wall or sits in your corner, otherwise known as a television. That's how we used to watch it when we were kids. But I don't know. All you guys watch things maybe on phones or computers, but I digress. I'm just going to jump right to it because today we're actually going to talk about our other things that we love. We're going to talk about love of our families and cooking and, and you know, young adulthood into adulthood and, you know, being just women of the world. But more importantly, we're going to talk about um, my personal passion. We're, we're going to open with the, the phenomenon that is the, the three-name name of the, uh, of the 90s and the early aughts. I always wanted one, and we got one on the show. We got Tiffany Amber Thiessen today. And I know that I'm supposed to be calling her Tiffany Thiessen, but my soul really needed to at least say Tiffany Amber Thiessen at least once. Just, just for, just for young Candace, you know. I needed to be able to say that. Uh, I am so excited, Tiffany Thiessen. If you don't know who she is, give her a Google. I am not at liberty to read out her entire bio right now. But what we can talk about is Tiffany Thiessen's new cookbook. Here we go again. You can pre-order it now. You can pre-order it now. It comes out on September 26th. But go on, you can pre-order it right now. You can also check out Tiffany's books, Pull Up a Chair, another cookbook of hers. She also has a children's book called You're Missing It. Uh, and we have so much to talk about. And we talk circles around the things we cannot talk about. But you know what? We're going to talk about it. So let's talk it out. Here we go again with Tiffany Thiessen. Two months since I've mm -hmm. moved, but I swear it's been like 20 years. No, like, it's this moving is, is, they say, like moving, what did they say? Death in the family, moving, mm -hmm. and and marriage and divorce are yeah. the hardest things ever. And, and a birth of a child, I'll say. I'll put that yes, in Yes, I did not give birth and no one died, but I did get divorced and moved. So, <laughs> okay, I, like, so I'm like, there you we go. You two huge ones, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> two, two out of four, two out of four. Oh, ain't bad. my god. So that's why I'm just like hiding in front of a bunch of flowers in my I closet. to just. Well. It does well for you. It does very well Thank for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that, like, here you are, I know, promoting your book, which is very excited. I'm excited to talk about, like, food and all the things in your cookbook. But also, what a time when we're on strike. So we, like, all the fun things that we would be able to talk about of maybe our past experiences as to uh, actors. Mm -hmm. We can't talk about we any of it. Can't talk about it. Can't nope. talk about it. Nope, and I can't. And 
And I don't mind when people can't talk to me about it because I'm like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to answer the same gosh darn yeah. questions that I've answered for all these so years. I I'm so used to answering those questions. And it's really kind of now been more of a way to be better about coming up with better answers, maybe, <laughs> and be more entertaining with the same questions that I've gotten for, you know, almost 40 years. That That's kind of how I've always looked at it, at least for a little while, at least. But yeah, you're right. We Man, can, which is, I know. Kind of, it's, we're, we're in another interesting time in our world, right? Yeah, I know. I've gotten the same questions for like 14, maybe 15 years. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine 40 years because I have the same answers. Like it's very rare yeah. that yeah. I get stumped. Or that I like switch up the answer at yeah. this point. Yeah, I don't get stumped anymore because I definitely yeah. had a lot of practice. <laughs> I think it's more trying to entertain myself maybe yeah. <laughs> with the same questions and giving answers that might be a little bit different. I don't know. Well, I'm sure you've already answered this, but I have to know because part of the thing of being like a 90s baby was yeah. that I I was born in the 80s, but like my, like my pop culture senses are all from mm-hmm. the 90s. Yeah, And so for me... Like, all I wanted was the triple name. You know, this was like at the height of triple name of like Melissa Joan Hart, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Rachel Lee Cook, like all the yep. like, you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I was like, gosh, darn it. Yep. These triple Isn't names. funny? I know the triple names. It was such a thing. Yeah. When and why and what was the emotional process of dropping the amber? Because all I'm seeing <laughs> is Tiffany, Th- Tiffany Thiessen. And I'm like, well, here's the funny thing. I never dropped it. It's literally my middle name. Okay. It just never technically was hyphenated, right? So they hyphenated it when I got into the business. And I uh-huh. don't know really why, because I was very young, but some probably agent or manager or somebody said, we should hyphenate it, which was funny because then later on one of those popular shows that I started on, one of my co-stars also had a hyphenated name, but his is really hyphenated. And he goes by both names. Mark Paul Gossler? Correct. Yes. <laughs> I know my I know my triple name trivia. You do. Tiffany. So Mark <laughs> Paul is literally Mark Paul. You his name is not Mark. It's not Paul. It's Mark Paul. And a lot of people still don't understand that. My name is not Tiffany Amber. My middle name is Amber. My first name is Tiffany. But someone thought I should hyphenate it. And it was hyphenated before I even got that show. That's what's so funny. <gasps> That's so funny. It may have been hyphenated even when I was doing those crazy beauty pageants when I was little. I don't even remember exactly. But I will tell you, the moment I dropped it, and again, it's not like I dropped it. It's still my middle name. It's still on my driver's license. Okay. Okay. I can breathe easy at night. (laughs) It just is not hyphenated because it legally never was. But that we dropped it from, say, my professional name of going is when I was trying to kind of move away from that show and trying Mm -hmm. to grow myself up a little bit and be more of a young adult actor. And so that next job is when, you know, I didn't have it anymore. But again, it's still on my driver's license, I promise. Thank goodness. Thank (laughs) goodness. Inquiring (laughs) minds wanted to know. But I do think it is interesting because we won't get into like the years that we, I mean, you, you are obviously in pop culture, iconic. Like you're the young, there's like an image of you younger that even if these like young teenagers might not like know who you are, where it's from, they've definitely bought a t-shirt with your face on it <laughs> at like Urban Outfitters. You know right. what I mean? Like it is, it which is, a I can't even imagine. It is definitely weird because I remember I was shooting another show in New York and I remember I got a call from my publicist saying that Justin Bieber was wearing an old t-shirt of mine. 
And I was like, does he know who I am? <laughs> because again, if you know, different time frame, right? Yes. And it was super, super funny. But yes, and it's still happening, right? And yeah. it's now now vintage, right? Is that yeah, my t-shirt vintage? Ugh, I mean, it could nauseous. be. It could be. I mean, I'm gonna be 50, so it could be. It could be vintage now. I don't know. Uh, it makes me <laughs> nauseous. It is also crazy to think back of like, you know, when we were younger, what like in what society deemed as like what a 50 year old looked like, or a 40 year old, or a 60 year old, and now we've got freaking Martha Stewart, just like, you know, we got. We got J-Lo celebrating what, her 54th birthday, just dancing on tables in, a, in a, like a little white it's dress. It's not okay. It's not fair. I know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were like the new, I know, we're like turning over the new leaf for what it means to be to just aging, I think. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, being that I'm going to be 50, I actually am more, I feel more settled in turning 50 than I did turning 40. And I don't know why. Interesting. Who I don't know what what that is. I don't know if it's maybe my hormones have come down or maybe they're actually going the other way. And I, but for whatever reason, I'm actually feeling much more settled and not as nervous about turning fifty than I was when I was turning forty. Not crazy. It is interesting. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I have friends who have turned fifty in the last year, and yeah, it it does feel like mm-hmm. di- like a much more settled. I think so. Maybe because my kids are starting to get older and I'm a little more settled and I'm not in like baby mode. And I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. But I'll take it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I feel much better. <laughs> there is a very weird like harshness to going from your 30s to your 40s. I think yes. like that that does feel more drastic and dramatic. I agree. I agree. But I do want to talk about before, like when you were young, young. So before you even were working on TV or film, and you kind of touched on it for a second, you were doing beauty pageants, Mm -hmm. you were doing which also led to like a model scout, like you were on the cover of teen magazine, you were cover girls model of the year. How old were you when all of this is happening? Because you were living like a parallel universe in which that was also my dream as a child where you're just like, funny, walking around and someone's like you. You, I'm plucking you from obscurity. Yeah, I don't know if it was so much that, but no, I mean, I definitely think I was, you know, trying to get into the business. I was wanting to do commercials and modeling and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, my, my parents are not of the business. They don't, they didn't know anything. And I had a little bit of an in to the business with my uncle. He was actually sort of an actor way back in the day out of college for a a slight second, but then was writing and doing all that. So he kind of knew some agents, but again, not in the same field at all. So I think it was like my parents' way of trying to figure out that Hollywood business. And they were like, oh, maybe a beauty pageant would work. And then maybe a model search would work for a magazine. Like it was just kind of like throwing stuff to the wall to see if one, if I would like it. Mm-hmm. And two, if it would do anything, and apparently, I guess it did something, but because I'm still in this business, this crazy business. But going back to that whole thing, like what I loved about how my parents were with it all is that they always said to me, and we would have like almost like a meeting about it almost once a month, the moment the fun is not there anymore, this is not, this does not have to happen. And school comes first. Like I always was really good about making sure that my, my grades were good. I kept up on my schoolwork because it did take a lot of extra time. You know, I wasn't doing sports like a lot of kids do. I was doing this on my extra time, you know. 
How old are your kids now? Is it I just eight I and thirteen? I know. Yes, I have two that just turned eight and thirteen. I have a teenager oh and an eight year old, and it's crazy. Is your thirteen yeah. year old a boy, girl, or how do they? She's I, a girl. She's okay, a girl, yeah. and so we're right in the thick of all of that. You know, stuff that you probably remember, like I do, yeah, as a teenager. I, you know, yes. I've also watched my I uh, teenage stepdaughters from. Well, they're not teens anymore. Not only one of them is still my previous marriage, but twenty and eighteen. Wow. And so, so and then I knew you them. were totally, yeah. Oh yeah. So that's been it. That's been like the wild trip. Is I think that is I think the ultimate lesson in parenting is that you think you're going to teach the children everything, but really they're just kind of teaching you. And you almost have this bizarre reflection on like, I just remember watching them experience like very normal. What's the word? Like things that you go through no matter what, when you're a teenager Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, where everyone does, it breaks generations. Like it's just normal human feelings, like cornerstones of, of your youth and just immediately flashing back to like my own age at that time. And so how old were you when you were doing these beauty pageants? How old were you when you were modeling? And are I, you- yeah, I started as young as eight or nine, like a little bit. And then it got a little more serious as I became more of a, of a teenager. And then, you know, my first big break was that popular show mm-hmm. that I had mm-hmm. on, on Saturday morning and then primetime. I had just turned 15. Wow. So, you know, still there, wasn't even driving yet. And so my mom had the commitment of taking me to work every day, you know, and then, and our work days were longer because we were doing school at the same time. So we would do school Mm -hmm. in the morning for a few hours and then work for a little bit. And then sometimes we'd have to catch up and do a little bit more school after. So it was a long day for a 15 year old kid, you know? Well, I also think that what we say now as parents and like as a society is like can't imagine what it's like to be a kid these days because everything, their entire like young adulthood is just on screen and they're all filming it and we're all posting it and we're documenting it and they're documenting it for everyone to see. But you kind of got that experience as a young kid. And these are also these very vulnerable times as young women. So like going like were you aware of like, were you aware of your, I know this might sound crazy. I mean, obviously we, I think as a society, anyone who was like watching you at that time was obviously very aware of your looks. Like there is a reason why you were on Justin Bieber's t-shirt all these decades later. Were you aware at that time of your looks? Did you feel pressure? I mean, you were in modeling, you had a lot of attention on you at a time that can be very vulnerable as a young woman, especially at a time where not everyone was paying attention to maybe some of the like not good people in the industry. Yep. Yep. Totally. I mean, yes. You know, luckily I would say I had a very good experience overall, right? There were moments, there were times, but as an overall experience, I I feel I was very fortunate and lucky because I know it doesn't always go that way. And I think it has to do with you know, the people that I got to work with, the people I didn't get to work with, which were not a bad thing sometimes, my home life, my parents, all of that. I think it all kind of plays into that, you know, more positive sort of outlook on on, the, on that period of time. But again, I had moments. And as I got older, I didn't feel it right away at the beginning because I think it was all so new and the attention was so new and it was so much to take in at once that it was hard to pinpoint the things that I probably should have seen at the, at the, at the beginning. But it wasn't until later I felt that it was harder and the pressure was harder when I was going from like 17 to 18. And, and that was when really my body was changing more. I think I had hit the, that initial puberty already when I got on, on TV, you know, initially. 
but I went through bigger changes coming from like a teen to a woman almost, more like mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19. And those moments right, I felt were much harder for me as more, if you look at it more in the body image of it, that was harder. And I think that's where I felt the most pressure looking at my co-stars or looking at other people on TV shows or people saying things like, you know, we didn't have social media, but we did have magazines and Teen Bopper and all these kind of magazines that were popular. But then you would have these websites that people would like write in and talk about, you know? And I remember pretty much in the beginning where, you know, every now and then we'd get together and kind of look at some of the comments. And then it became more like, yes, there were lovely comments and most of them were lovely comments, but they were some that weren't so lovely and how much it affected a lot of us. And my mom was the one who said, you don't need to look at that. You know what you're doing. You know who you are. Most people love the show. They, you know, like you don't need to waste your energy really and and looking at that kind of stuff. And I still have that same philosophy today with social media. I agree. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Well, the time has come. It's time for me to start paying attention to what I'm putting into my body. I need fuel. I need energy. I need plant-based proteins and superfoods. Well, thank goodness 310 Nutrition is helping me and you, my listeners, in this new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options of delicious flavors and preferences. I can't just drink water. I like water with flavor. I like protein with flavor. And thank goodness, 310 Nutrition offers so many different options. They have six flavors like lemon lime, strawberry, peach mango, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber, which is exactly what I need when I'm trying to hydrate throughout the day because you know I love my cold brew coffees, but those are dehydrating and I need to rehydrate. So thank goodness their Hydrate Point supercharges water with key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. You just add one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, which can provide the same amount of hydration that is equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. And I need it. Not only am I getting rehydrated, but it helps to start my day with more energy, greater focus. I'm feeling refreshed while maintaining my hydration without having to drink as much H2O on its own. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Superbloom and giving my listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it is really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you're going to use. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code SUPERBLOOM right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code SUPERBLOOM. I'm fine with what anyone ever says about me. I I think I take it harder if it's like about something else or, you know, I have to like step away when politics, I think, gets into play. If I'm like, or talking about like a friend or something like that. Or or your kid or, you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But anything for me, I'm just like, oh, whatever. It's probably like, you know, a bot anyway. You know, it's like watching The Real Housewives has really put it into perspective where it's like so-and-so bought a thousand bots to write negative things. And I was like, oh, that's what it is, obviously. It's so true. And and also just, I also, this is the one thing I teach about my children. It was really cute. I'll, I'll brag about my son the other day. He started a baseball camp, a new one that he had never done before. And Monday he got home and I was like, how was it? And he goes, mom, there was kind of an older kid that wasn't very nice. And I go, I go, really? What happened? And he goes, well, he was kind of a bully. And I said, well, that's not nice. I said, well, we'll talk to the coaches tomorrow. And so we had a big, long discussion and we talked to him about, you know, making sure that you stand up for yourself and talk about it, you know, and, and not feel like you just have to go to the coaches, but really say something, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said the next day when I said, how are you feeling? You know, if this, if this kid is still kind of mean to you, you know what to do. And you also can go to the coach for some support. And he goes, you know, mom, I thought about it. He might be fine today. Maybe he just had a bad day. Oh. And I literally was like, yeah, oh my gosh. He literally took something that we've been saying to him in a different way so long ago. And it really sunk in. And I was like, yes, I was so (laughs) proud of him. And I was like, you're right, dude. I go, you're absolutely right. And you should give him another chance. I said, but on the other side of it, if it's not, then you know what to do. I just want you to have, you know, the right tools. And he goes, yes, I do. Yeah, I was so proud of him. Was so cute. Oh my goodness! I, that is a really cool part of parenting. My my daughter's version of that. She's seven. Basically, I I when if I hit my point of being overwhelmed, she like t- she's just like take a deep breath. It's okay. And it's like this weird little like thing that like I know that I say to, but as soon as where I'm like, whoa whoa, who is like this mini Yoda back here that I've been programming to just calm me out of my spirals? I'm like, it's a version of you happening? and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. It I know. But the amazing. juxtaposition of like spiraling out and being like, mommy needs another coffee or I need to go and have five minute time out space. I call it space and grace. Mommy needs some space and then I need some grace. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I have to take that one. I yeah. It. Use it, it. All the things. That's yes. a good one. I love it. Well, obviously we're here also to talk about your cookbook around. Uh, this is you. This is your second cookbook. Have you always cooked? Was this something that you also liked to do when you were younger? Was this? Yeah. So it's always been. Yes. I think, you know, my love of cooking and food came from family. I used to be that little girl who would peer around the kitchen wall to watch my mother and my aunt and my grandmother all cooking together, whether it was a dinner for the week or, you know, a holiday or a birthday or something. And they just always were having fun. And I just wanted to be with them and doing what they were doing. And so that's kind of the start of the love affair with food and, and, and cooking. And so 
And then as I got older, it was really kind of my traveling through, you know, going to other countries and doing all that and doing promotion for the TV shows that I was on and learning about different cultures and different food. And, and all of that just kind of broadened my love for it. And then as I became a young adult, it was really about dinner parties and wanting to like, you know, entertain my friends or, you know, find a boyfriend or, you know what I mean? What what was your like go-to thing that you would like do like cook to impress a dude? And then also which dude cooked and it doesn't have to be which dude, but like, what is a meal that a dude made for you where you're like, all right. Do you know, I've never had a dude make me a meal. Stop. Never. No. Isn't that funny? That is mm-hmm. funny. That is interesting. And I interesting. know there's so many men that love to cook, but they never cross my path. And maybe it's because, like, maybe it's because they knew I cooked. I don't know. Maybe it was this thing that they were like, oh, I'm going to let her do it. This is what she loves to do. So I'm, I will, you know, I, I'm not going to say that positively that <laughs> no one did, but yeah, it never happened to me. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like every, there was like, a, uh, there's usually like, any guy that I would date, it like there would always be just one thing. It's not that they cooked. They were by no means a chef, but they'd have like one dish that they would make. And I knew it was just to like get in everyone's pants. Yeah. I'd have to go back, but I did marry someone who does great dishes. So it kind of works. It's got to be one or the other. Got to be one or the other. When, it, when we're talking marriage, but when we're talking just maybe spending some quality grown up physical time as two adult humans that want to eat food and maybe do other things together. What would be your food that you would make to do other things together? Well, it's hard because I feel like food is a personal thing, right? And so I've dated vegans. I've dated guys that, you know, like didn't love Mexican food or whatever. (sighs) So I think it's very... Deal breakers. Deal breakers. Completely agree, by the way. And I married a Texan <laughs> who loves Mexican food. So, of course, we, we do have arguments between California, Mexican food, and Tex-Mex. Respect. But that's okay. It's a whole nother story. But yeah, I think it was always a personal thing. So it's hard to say that I would have one thing that I would always cook. Enchiladas were definitely one that was always on the table, a definite fave that I've had mm-hmm, for a long time because mm-hmm. my mother used to make them all the time. But it's hard to say exactly like that one dish because I always was... And I feel like I'm still like this. And I do this with my family or even with my friends. I love to know what they love. Like when I have a dinner party or I throw even like a small school charity event, I always ask the guests what they don't love, what they can't stand, what they're allergic to. And I, you know, kind of come up with a menu that works for all those people. And I would say the same thing even when I was dating or, you know, even with our kids now, I want feedback. I'm going to be like, hey, do you want to do taco night this week? Let's let's figure out what, what kind of tacos you want to do. Or do you want to do a pizza night? Let's have fun and do pizzas this week. And, you know, I want feedback to know because I want them to enjoy it too. I don't want to force yeah. feed anybody things that they don't love, you know? Oh, you're very nice. I force feed them. <laughs> I'm like, nope, this is what I did. And I was like in my late teens, I would make lemon bars for casting agents or mm. like any executives. If like I got a job or like didn't, or like casting directors, I'd like go in with lemon bars. Smart. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then for like dudes, it was always it was always spinach and artichoke dip. Oh, Not a so sexy funny. dish, but del- no, but, but it's like, good. But it's good. But it's so good. It was always a tie between maybe like a key lime pie if it's like a group setting. If it's a group setting and I'm trying to impress him, I'd bring like a pie. I but, feel like and- I should have known this better. Maybe I would have had better <laughs> shots. <laughs> Oh my god! 
I, but also good. like, can you tell I do? I'm like, oh, if I do this, then you'll like me. Like, <laughs> like I needed like a like a bonus. You know what I mean? But yes. Hey, you know, food is like I've always said to me, people are like, well, why are you so into food? And to me, it it's a lot like music for people, right? Or music does this to me too. It evokes mm-hmm. beautiful emotions and connections between people. I've always said that, you know? And so that's why I've always loved cooking and food. Yeah. I still do. I will never not. I know. I love it. It's I'm I I it's funny when I was a kid, I was like, I will never be like my mom in the kitchen because my mom cooked all the time. She's all these like she has all like her little her things that she loves to do. She has her own way of doing it. But it was not like a kitchen where she's like, come in, let's roll out this dough for chicken and dumplings together. She'd be like, get out of the kitchen. This is my territory. And I'll let you I'll invite you back in when I'm ready. And there's just like you can throw a little salt in there or something like it is very much like she runs the ship. I was the sous chef. But before I could even become the sous chef, I was like down in the engineer room, like trying Mm -hmm, to figure something mm -hmm, out. Yeah. mm -hmm. Well, it was probably a peaceful place for her. It was her it was her place. So like, yes, how some men can say they have the man cave or, you know, sometimes I laugh and think my husband's bathroom is where he likes to go. <laughs> it is cave-like. You know, yes, yes they are is. in a squatted traditional position. The kitchen position. is, is yes. a lot of places and, and that's men or women. If you love to cook, it's kind of that sort of spa-like place, right? Where yeah. you get to be creative and, and it's relaxing for a lot of people. It, a lot of people, it's not relaxing, but for me, it very much is. And I love it. Yeah. I like it if everyone just leaves me alone. Yeah. Like that that's where I like it. Like I don't ever need a meditation room, but I can just have like an empty kitchen mm-hmm. and all day to just like read cookbooks and make whatever oh. I want. Put me in a pantry and I'll organize and I'll be <laughs> happy. thrilled. Yes. 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 I'm like, I know. that's perfect for me too. I don't even have to cook. I'm just about to. I moved into a house. It's almost a hundred years old. I'm I'm learning. Oh, my house is a hundred years old this year. How did it go moving in? Was it delightful? Do you remember? Was it traumatic? Yeah, we moved in 20 years ago and it was a lot. Oh, I mean, God. old okay. homes. Here's the thing. Old homes have lots of character and I would mm-hmm. never, I would never take that away. Like I love old homes. I love what they bring, the the energy of it, you know, all of it. But you're going to find issues. I mean, that is a constant. And I can tell you, I've been in this house for 20 years mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. still have issues. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But it's <laughs> it's kind of the charm of it. You just have uh-huh. to look at the, it's like the the glass is half full, right, sweetheart? Uh-huh. You know, like yep. you just gotta, you just gotta take it. It might be chipped and letting air out of it, but this, the gla- yes, but the glass could still be. Yes. I know these, these <laughs> doors and windows are so old and my husband's like, can't we just replace them? I go, no, we cannot. I know. We cannot. I know that's how I am. But I, I am going to gut the kitchen. Did do the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. That, and that's too. what I'm doing. But even like sitting down, going over plans yesterday, they were like, so do you want the stove? Like, do you want the oven top? Do you want it like the stove top in the island? So then you can face everyone. I was like, no, I want it tucked away when I'm that, when I am there, I everyone is to my back. To everybody and I want everybody to leave <laughs> no me alone. No one talk to me. Leave me alone. But then... <laughs> I want to cook everything and then bring it out and show everyone and then yeah. be like, oh, it's not that good. And then everyone be like, no, it's so no, it's good. Amazing. And I'm like, great. You did yes. so great. Oh my gosh, so it great. worked so hard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, congratulations on the new place. Thank you. That's exciting. Thank you. You know, it's all all in a day. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I keep saying it's like the arcade game where like you hit a gopher and then like mm-hmm. the other ones just keep popping up. Popping up. The gophers are still coming up. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I also yeah. love that you mentioned that you cook while you travel because I'm a very big, tra- I've been a very big traveler. I'm also a solo traveler. I love mm-hmm. to travel alone. And a lot of the things I usually end up doing, I love booking a cooking class. Ooh, fun, I love it yeah. so 
much. And so your experience, what is like, what is one of your favorite cities where you've gone and taken a cooking class or learned something about the cuisine there or, or anything that you sticks know, out? I will say I lived in New York, you know, like six months on six months off when I was shooting a show there. And I remember my first year there, I was newly pregnant with my daughter. So I didn't have kids yet. And my husband wasn't living with me. I was actually out there by myself. I remember taking a couple cooking classes in New York because I was in one of my favorite cities and I was by myself and I had the extra time to do that. And it was super, super fun because it's not normally something I do. I just have always cooked, but it's, it's on my bucket list to do some of these sort of trips in Europe. And I just Mm -hmm. haven't done them yet, but it's on my bucket list. I mean, there's quite a few places I would love, love to go to and do some pretty extraordinary cooking classes with some pretty extraordinary people just, just to do it. So you're ahead of me. Oh man, it's worth it. I love it. I, I, I literally booked a trip on cookingvacations.com. Like it was that, I didn't even like, know that, that was the actual really? <laughs> website. I don't know if it's still up anymore because this I'm is like back this. in like, book, book, book. And this is back in like 2013, mm-hmm. I want to say. I was overseas doing conventions for the show that I was working on at the time. And I had this kind of gap in between conventions. So I just like stayed and went down to the Amalfi Coast and like signed up for this like little cheesy tour group where all you do is like go to somewhere else and go cooking every day with this like group. And we just so happened to be a group of women. And one was a teacher who does this for herself every summer. Another, there were like three, two were sisters. One was a cousin who were celebrating their 30th birthday. One was a a stay-at-home mom that had never been out of the country and who just like snapped at her husband one day and was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Italy. And she had never been on a plane out of the country. And here she was just sipping a Aperol spritz on the, um, all, on, like, in the coast and Positano being like, y'all ladies are just so nice. And it was just <laughs> so delightful. That's so cool. That's so cool. I was talking about this. I talked with Rachel Lee Cook a while back and we've known each other for years now. And she's also someone who's obviously been in the business for a super long time and traveled, done all these incredible things. But we were talking about, she, she was just saying it's really hard, been hard for her to make that time on her own, to do like a solo travel trip, to do, to kind of feed her soul in that way. Have you been able yes. to do that successfully? No, I, I definitely feel that. I don't know if that's just the, the thing called mom guilt that we're all... <laughs> I guess we all get the moment we birth a child. I don't know. Or if it's really just not being able to think that that's a priority that's above other things. But I do it with my husband and I. Like I've made that a priority for the two of us. And we just went away for our anniversary last month. It was delightful and it was so needed and we hadn't done it in years. And it did make me think like I I do girl trips, you know, like girlfriend trips, but I've never done one where I'm just like on my own. and I. I don't know. Maybe that's a 50th thing I got to do. I'm going to be 50. I mean, so I don't know. You're starting to, you know, again, let me get on here. I don't know. That sounds pretty intriguing because there are so many places that I still, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to say that I've been to a lot of places in my life, you know, for the past 49 years, but there's so many more that I still want to go. And there's some that I do want to go on my own. There's some that I want to take my kids now back to that. I, you know, I remember traveling at, at that teenage years that were so influential to me that I want my kids to experience as well mm-hmm. and stuff I want to do with my husband and, and then all of us. And so, but yeah, I, I, I think I need to move that as a priority, probably a little bit higher than I, I, I currently am placing it. Yes. It is interesting that because you're just, it's just so quiet. Like no one needs you. 
and no one can need you because you can't even be there. And I feel like that is the one part of motherhood that's really, really, really been hard for me to let me go too. of. Me too. Is that also trusting and not because a partner would not be able, like knowing your partner well enough that they got it. Yeah. They got it. You know what I mean? Or it's they'll the figure same, it out. Or they'll figure right? it out. It's just or like they'll figure it out. That's the thing I always say to myself. Yeah, they, yes. <laughs> it's like I know it's like it's more of because I do this. I'm such again, I'm such a type A and I prepper and all that. And I'll lay out all the clothes mm-hmm. for the week if I leave same. and I'm having to work or a list and here's the food and all that. And there's never been a time where I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna let them figure it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you're right. They would. They would. And they do. Yes, you're absolutely, they do. They absolutely do. Yeah, I know. It, it is when all of that, when you allow yourself, because you, I feel like we're the dic- we're the ones who turn up that volume. No one else is turning up that volume. Yeah, my husband's not telling me to do exactly. it. No, exactly. Exactly. So when we allow ourselves to kind of like turn it down, I feel like then you get to really hone in on like your, like what you need and it kind of just fast tracks you so that you're able to really be full of your own oxygen tank and your own gas tank when you get back to them. And, and, and it, it, it's been, it's been really interesting. I, yeah, I went to, I've talked about it on this podcast before for anyone who does listen, who's listening again, but I went to even just Scotland for a week by myself and road tripped and did all these activities. And it's just all those little in-between moments and strangers that you meet. And, but it's very interesting when you turn, tune into just like the direct world around you. And the you people you probably meet when you're on your own. Yes how different it probably is to people you meet when you travel with your family or whatever, right? Yes. Or even just girlfriends, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's amazing. Or even, I mean, and what's funny is, of course, like, look, it was me. I was separated going through a divorce. All of my friends, are just, they're like, oh my gosh, you're living a rom-com. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not because I'm not going searching for any relationship with anybody other than the one with myself. And when you're in that position, it's really interesting the people that you all of a sudden pay attention to and pay attention to you and who are just like these wonderful little storytellers along the way. But I also believe that like food is such a part of that. I mean, when I was there, oh gosh, of course, I'm going to blank on the name of it, but there's this like weird, it's like this mealy meat. It's called like crag in Scotland. I forget what it's called, but it's like their famous meat. Melissa, if you're listening, maybe you can Google it because my brain is so tired. But even just being there and I'm like, I, I decided to go... I fly fishing. I I love an activity. So then I meet my fly fishing guide, Wes, is like he laughed at my outfit and he took me and he was like, do you mind wearing my wife's clothes? She also fly fishes. I was like, great. So now I'm in Wes in his wife's living room at seven in the morning and she's just dressing me up. And then she's like, you should come to the cafe later because you have to try this food at my daughter's restaurant. And then and then you find yourself at this cafe talking life and talking blended families and, and all the things. And, and it's all, and like all over this one dish that is like so important to Scotland. And, and it's like the, the food that just brings us all together and that represents community and countries. What is something that, uh, what is like your favorite food to cook for yourself? Like what is your, oh, I forget the internet's calling it something, but it's like lazy girl meals or something, girl dinner. What is your girl dinner? And then what is your family dinner? If I were to choose what my girl dinner would be, it yes. would be a it would be a cheese charcuterie board. Always. Hands down. What are your choices? I don't need anything crazy. I just want really lovely cheeses from lovely soft cheeses to hard cheeses to nutty cheeses to briny cheeses to, you know, stinky cheeses. I want it all. Oh, and okay. I want it with fruit and I want it with meat and I want it with like everything. Like that to me is my favorite meal. 
which is crazy to me because I love to cook and that has no, that doesn't do anything but slicing, right? But it is my favorite because I like the combinations of textures and, and tastes and, and all of that. And it all pairs beautifully with wine, which I love. So that would be my favorite for sure. My favorite to cook has always been, and I know it's probably cliche, but I love Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. And the reason why is because it's one of those things where it really, the food is the star of the holiday, especially Thanksgiving, right? It is the one time that I do allow other people to come in and cook with me because there is so much to do. And so it's usually my mom or my aunt. And you know, when my grandmother was still living, it was her as well. And then my daughter and, and it became like a very sort of, you know, chaotic, of course, but that's (laughs) holidays, right? But a really fun way to create together, to be together. And it kind of is nostalgic for me because it it puts me back into my own childhood and and remembering, you know, sort of those feelings and wanting to be in the kitchen with all the women in the family. So what's the drama dish? I feel like there's always one dramatic dish, whether it's like stuffing or dressing, whatever, whatever you want to call it, because everybody calls it something different, right? Stuffing, dressing, whatever. It's the same thing. I am a non-celery in my stuffing. Wow. I do not like celery in a lot of things. And I definitely don't like it in my stuffing. What I do like, which is a kind of a good sort of substitute, and I think is 10 times better, is fennel. And I will not let anybody (laughs) tell me that that's not correct. (laughs) So every now and then, and it's not every year because they know where I stand, but Uh every uh now and then I'll get somebody, whether it was like, I think my grandmother, the last year she was still with us. I don't understand why we don't have celery. And you know, I'm like, you probably don't remember, but this is the thing, you know, or it's, you know, somebody else going, you know, or my husband who likes, has no problem with celery. He's like, why don't we do something, you know, something like that. And I'm like, like a second one with celery. No, not allowed. Candace, not allowed. Not allowed. And the stuffing is amazing. It's in my first cookbook. People love it. It's not, but it's just funny how it's, it's like somebody doing cranberry juice, cranberry sauce, right? Like my husband grew up on canned and I just, and I just, I'm sorry. I just, I need to make it on that. Yeah, no, I can't. I have to make it. I can't do it. Right. And it's so easy. Some people have such a nostalgic attachment to that canned cranberry sauce. Right. My husband kind of being one. He's gone. He's over it now. We've been married for, you know, so many years. You're like, years. I changed him. I changed him. I converted him. <laughs> but but some people really do have, and I think that's celery and stuffing. Yes. All right. All right. I mean, I am pro-celery. I feel like the drama is usually around the... I, it's fine. It's fine. I, we don't, can... I don't dispute if, you, if that's the way you love it. I just want everybody to respect the way I like it in my household. But I am with you on cranberry. And I'm only... I'm always the only freaking person who eats any of the cranberry sauce. But yeah. God, I love it. With it's a so orange good. Zest, and leftover cinnamon. for sandwiches. Come oh, on, people. Congeals a little bit. And you put it on mm, a turkey sandwich. It's so, so good. good. I know. It's so good. I hear It's you. always the mashed potatoes. It's always... Like my mom, my mom, I'll hear it a thousand times. It's like burned in my brain. It's like warm the milk before you put them in the potatoes or they're going to get too, they're going to get too sticky. Don't do it. And then anytime someone doesn't do it, she takes a bite and she's like, well, they ruined the potatoes. And then now we, (laughs) I think, I think I like your mom. (laughs) Yeah, no, she has a way. She is the person who everyone could be freaking out and be like, know exactly what to do to kind of solve the situation. She's like a solution person um, when it comes to the kitchen and cooking. Yes. So that's why I I usually... 
Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am grateful. I do that in other areas of my life or in the kitchen. I'm just constantly like panicking unless I'm alone, unless I get to just be alone. Yes. Yes. Like solo travel, solo cooking, you know? Yeah. You know, those are I think you need to write a book about the solo stuff. I'm kind of, I'm I'm very intrigued by it. I need to do this more. Yeah. Table for one. Yeah. Solo play. I don't know. Work in progress. They all work. I I will, I will put the forward for you. I'm, I'm totally on board with this. I like this. Perfect. I found it so interesting to be raising kids in this. I mean, you have your kids also a part of your cookbooks as well, you know, and within your family. How do they feel about it? Do they love like, obviously, they eat your food and enjoy it. My seven year old now that she like gets it, she like gets why like maybe some people talk to mommy more often. She's like been on a set. She got to eat like be on on like for a second. And so now she has like a whole new she's like, Oh, this is cool. This is great. She's like, this is fantastic. She's like, why aren't people recognizing me? I don't understand. Like she's in that mode right now. That age is very much because I have a son who's eight and it's very much of that age. Then it turns again. And I'm just going to warn you. Because you'll see. My stepdaughters stepdaughters. did not like it. They were like, it's weird. And it becomes, which is kind of where I am now with my daughter, where everything has to go through her if I am allowed to post something or or like a job if they want, you know, maybe my kids in in the job or something, whether it's food related or something, it all has to be a discussion with her where my son's like, yeah, sure, whatever, or likes it and hams it and, you know, hams it in front of the camera like crazy. She's great. It just has to be on her terms. And that's where I know, again, I go back to my own self at 13 and she's trying to own her own sort of self you know, and, and really kind of make her own sort of decisions and mark and, and all that and and knowing that she needs to be comfortable and all that. So, and that very much was this time around with the cookbook. There's really something very funny because I haven't posted it yet, but I I shot like the first time I got my cookbook, you know, and you know how people do the reveal or whatever. Yeah. And the first time I did it, you know, my kids were little, my, like my son was like little, little, I think he had just woken up from a nap. So he doesn't even say anything through the video. My daughter's excited, my husband and all that. Well, this time around, very different Candace. I mean, between my my son farting and burping and my and my husband trying to be as goofy as possible on camera and then my daughter <laughs> finding a picture inside going, I didn't approve that picture. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. what am I, I? You know what? I should have opened this book by myself. Yeah. <laughs> didn't need any of you. See, solo. 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 <laughs> Come over I'm to the solo side. You. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. So funny. I know. I, know. I also, there was something I read. I don't if if it was an interview, just kind of like prepping what you've been up to. But you said that you get a lot of like, you look like, mm-hmm. and that's what I get all, all the time. The time. Yeah. And it always just makes me laugh because I never know what to say. I always get the like, like even at lunch with my seven-year-old yesterday, she I, like someone came up and was like, oh my gosh, you know, you look like this girl. And I was like, oh Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. And I get there- that a lot. I get that more often when I'm not in LA. I get it yeah. more often like when I'm traveling and I'm outside of like Los Angeles or New York. And I think it's because they're just like, there's no way, right? They just think like, oh, or I get a lot like, did we go to school together? A lot of did we go to school together. And the one time that I said, I, yeah, the one time I was like, oh no, actually I worked on da 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 da. They were like, I don't know what that is. I just, you didn't go. And I just was like, oh God. 
I'll never make that Put mistake in mouth again. And walk away. <laughs> it's like this is, this is my worst nightmare. I'm leaving now. But yes, but when you're out and about, that's what you kind. Of, oh, did you go to school together? Yeah, yeah. That yep. That's usually usually how it is. But it's funny. I also make a, a funny analogy of like the time periods of the different shows that I've been on that have been popular. And you know, the last the, the last one that I was on, I was you know played a mother, and so that age group is more my daughter's age. And so it was always like the brownie troops that were coming up to me. And my daughter was like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. You know, because <laughs> she was like, of course, you know, where she didn't have to deal with her age group as much because it's now people my age who used to watch the show that I was on years and years and years ago. So it's kind of funny. It's interesting in this conversation, we've touched on like certain things that are very big that could be so easy to be wrapped up in basically a sense of, a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. You know, you think back on your younger years, how could that not be so such a part of your identity, the level of recognition and fame you were achieving at that time? Talking about motherhood and, you know, you're being there for your kids. And even I'm a type A personality too. It's very easy for me to make that my entire identity. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, you're about to turn 50. And the, the thing that I hear more often than <clears throat> not from especially women in their like late 40s, mid 50s, in that kind of like range is just how like they are now have a sense of their own identity that is so much stronger and they're mm-hmm. so at peace with that. Mm-hmm. You know, have you been able to kind of listen to your own identity throughout your achievements and throughout the years, personal and professional, or has that been kind of a relationship that you've had to discover along the way? I think it's been a road trip. <laughs> I mean, it's been different all the time because there's always been different hurdles and different, you know, traffic here and going off the street here and because this had a roadblock and I had to go this way. And so I've had very different sort of relationships with that sort of inner self, right? Some that were super supportive and some that were super very nervous and, and, and can I do this? And, but, but I think ultimately it's, been a good place. I've always tried to be very in tune with myself and give myself, and I'll throw this back to you, give myself grace where I needed it, right? Also giving myself a shove when I also needed it. I've gotten better at that for sure, because I think I am in more, I'm more in tune with myself now than I was even 10 years ago. Again, I think it has a lot to do with just my kids are a little bit older. I'm settled into motherhood now, even though I still get thrown new things all the time, depending on the ages and, and all that. But I'm, I'm much more settled and relaxed and feeling at ease with who I am. And again, maybe it's because I'm on the other side of, of life. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I say that and it sounds so old and I'm not, I'm not meaning it that way, but, but 50 years is a long time. Right. And, and those 50 years, there's massive gaps of huge changes. But right now, we're right in sort of that middle phase where I'm feeling pretty darn good. And I've always been taught, and this was my grandmother from day one, even when I was younger. And not, and it wasn't always the case, but I definitely tried. I always tried to listen to my inner instincts. Always. And I try to teach my kids that even at this age. I'm like, you might not feel as confident with that sort of inner voice, but please listen to it because we all have it, you know? And, and my grandmother taught me that as a, at a very, very young age. And I lean on it more than 
anything now, more than anything. Well, I'm glad that you leaned on your inner voice and your sense of knowing to put all of your love of cooking throughout your years into a wonderful cookbook. Here we go again. Congratulations. And it really is just so lovely to meet you today. I like to do a little cool down, like simple five questions with my guests before you leave. It's just kind of the first thing that pops into your mind. But we'll start with something that you like. Mm, ice bathing. I know. I'd avoided it because I was just like, I saw all the pictures and I was like, oh God, am I going to have to get a cool plunge? I really have become extremely, I don't want to say the word obsessed, but definitely in love with ice bathing and plunging. Yes. Okay. So how often do you do it and for how long? Like what's your minutes? So I started with doing once a week and I now have opted to a few times a week. So I'm trying to do anywhere from four to five times a week. And that truly is because I have an actual plunge now. And, you know, I know that's not the case for so many people. I was doing the old school ice, which I still do with the community of people that we've kind of created, but, but I'm at it four or five times. The benefits start at three minutes. So I always advise people to start if you can with three minutes, if you can't even doing a minute and just getting used to it. It's like, I, I, I kind of, I kind of talk about it being kind of like childbirth. I'm going to say it's not easy. It's a mental, it's a mental thing and a body thing. But if you get past the mental thing, your body will do it. And the benefits are endless. And I can get into that in a whole nother, you know, probably segment, but I'm in love and I'm obsessed. Yes. Oh man, wait, did you give, were you unmedicated for your births? Were you, did you do home births for so you? So I did, I did natural for as long as I could, which was 30 hours with my daughter. So I, that's why I say it's kind of like that, but it's only three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. It was 30 hours with my daughter. And then I had to sadly have an emergency C-section. And then my son, we had some emergency family things that were happening during that time. And then I went into labor and we had to, we went that direction for, for as well. yes. yeah, yeah. safety. not yeah. the way I wanted to. I wanted to try it again with my, with my, like I did with my daughter, but it just wasn't in the cards for me that day. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, but if you've been through those contractions where you just have to be like, oh, this will never end. And then it ends. And then you're like, Whoa, what was that? That was weird. And then it comes and then back again. So weird that you forget too. Cause I was literally like wanting to <laughs> totally. do it again with my son. Oh yeah. Like, no big deal, right? Oh, yeah. No, and I was like, this is, I'm never doing it again, ever. And then I have friends that are like going to have births or give birth soon. And I'm like, it's really not that bad. Like, I feel like it's a good challenge. I know. It's so I ridiculous. Know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so next okay. question. Yes. Something that you know. I know how to cook. Yes, yes, <laughs> you do. Okay, something you that you quick, hate. so it's coming yes, to my head. I love okay. it, I love it. Something okay. that you hate. Ooh, negative people. Okay, Something that you love that's not your kids, your partner, family, mm. just something that you love for you. Mm, love for me? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, did we not already say love with the ice baths? Uh, I'm going to well, go that the was other like, This is love. Oh, that was like, this is love. I should say love for the ice bath then. And like would be charcuterie boards. Can I flip okay. it? Yep, that's fair. We can do this. <laughs> we can do whatever you want. Okay. okay. And last but not least, a quirky little fact about you. Mm. Don't we all love this question? Or like, what's the funniest thing that's ever whistle. happened? I know I'm kidding. I can't, you can't whistle. whistle at all. And my my husband and my kids make fun of me. Like you've never been able to whistle. <laughs> I can't whistle. <laughs> that is interesting. That is right? a, that is a great quirky fact. I mean, fact. it's it's, it's, it's important what came to know. To my this, head. You know, I'm sorry. it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't whistle, but I you can, can whistle, cook. But I can Tiffany cook. Thiessen, thank you so much. Thank right? you, thank you, thank you. So Congratulations. Nice to meet you, even though over Zoom. 
A Superbloom podcast is hosted by me, Candace King, produced by Melissa D. Mons and Diamond Imprint Productions, edited by Diane Kang, post-production sound by Coco Lawrence, and advertising partnership with ACAST. <laughs>